0: Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Thomas, and as always, I'm your host. It's a pleasure to have your company. Tonight, we'll once again trace back through the centuries to find out all we know about the history of something you might be wearing right now, pajamas. Heather will recount the epic journey of this iconic wardrobe staple and its role in transforming society. Thank you to Alicia for writing this wonderful story. Before that, I want to send a big thanks to Canva for Teams for sponsoring tonight's episode. Canva for Teams is a design platform that makes it easy for anyone to create stunning content in any format, from social media posts to videos, presentations, and websites. We at Get Sleepy use Canva for Teams every day to create our visual content that you see on your social feeds, in our newsletter, and on each episode on your podcast apps. And if you happen to be in the business of doing presentations at work or anywhere else, Canva for Teams helps you take them to the next level with professionally designed templates and tons of other great features. Collaborate with Canva for Teams. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me getsleepy that's canvame dot m-e slash get sleepy for a free 45-day extended trial, canva getsleepy get sleepy. And thank you to Shopify for their support tonight too. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Once you start selling, Shopify makes getting paid simple by instantly accepting every type of payment. And whatever you're offering, you can tailor your online store to best suit your products and unique style, helping your business stand out. Plus, Shopify's award-winning support team are always there to help you every step of the way sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com getsleepy, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com getsleepy to take your business to the next level. s-h-o-p-i-f-y dot getsleepy And finally, if you're enjoying the show and you'd like to hear even more episodes, all completely ad-free, we'd love for you to give Get Sleepy Premium a try. You'll have access to our entire catalogue of over 600 stories and meditations, and you'll also receive an exclusive bonus episode every single Thursday. The first seven days of your Premium subscription are free, so why not join me on Premium tomorrow night? For more information, Visit getsleepy.com support, or just follow the link in the show notes. Thanks so much. Okay, my friends, it's about time we settle in and prepare for our story. The day is done, and with it, So are any and all responsibilities that you have to the outside world. This is your time to rest and recharge, so let go of any resistance to do just that. Ease into the comfort of your bed noticing how your neck muscles relax as the pillow supports the weight of your head. As you take gentle and easy breaths, begin to sense that with each breath in, you are drawing a greater calm and peace into your body. And with each exhale, you let go of tension and of busy thoughts or worries. Breathing calm, exhale tension. There's nothing more to be done until tomorrow, so don't allow thoughts of what's to come get in the way of your blissful rest, here and now. Just listen along to tonight's soothing story, and feel free to drop off to sleep whenever you feel ready. Let's begin our sleepy journey into the history of pajamas.
1: Some people have suggested that the origin of the humble pajama stretches all the way back to the reign of the great Han Dynasty Emperor Wu Ti. His tenure lasted from the year 144 to the year 87 BCE. Emperor Wu Ti is known for being both powerful and ambitious. He led the largest expansion of Chinese territory experienced during the Han Dynasty, eventually controlling land from North Korea on one side to the depths of Central Asia on the other. In addition to keeping up his offensive attacks, Wu Ti had to be vigilant as well. He was plagued by nomadic tribes who relentlessly raided his territory. With so much war to keep up, he wanted to enhance China's military prowess. To do this he aggressively improved China's cavalry. The story goes that the men of the cavalry found their traditional draped garments too unwieldy for their labors on horseback. They divided their clothing in half on the bottom so it would be easier for them to sit in the saddle. Some sources would argue that trousers were already in use in Central Asia at this time and that these Han Dynasty warriors were merely rising to meet the challenge posed by their agile nomadic opponents. Either way, there's no doubt that this wardrobe innovation made it easier to succeed at fighting on horseback. Those who did not adapt to the new and improved uniform were in danger of falling quickly behind in their battles. So it is unknown whether China started or simply joined the Cavalry Trouser Revolution. But most modern sources agree that the pants worn by soldiers soon evolved to become sensible daywear for civilians in India and Iran. Both men and women found these wide leg pants with a tie waist to be practical and comfortable for hot weather. The original pronunciation of the Hindi word for this garment is variously reported as having been pajama or pajama. According to a national public radio or NPR story, the translation, which is also shared by Urdu and Persian, was simply leg garment. Naturally, Asia was not alone in its adoption of trousers. After the fall of the Roman empire, Europeans adopted the two-legged garment as well. However, the flowing, comfortable pajama was not part of the Western lifestyle yet. With less of a need to beat the heat, it seems that the people of Europe were content to keep their trousers narrow and formal. When the British colonials arrived in India, they quickly realized how sensible these loose trousers were for staying cool. These Western newcomers were, however, more interested in pairing them with a tunic and donning them as sleepwear. Evolving the word pyjama To blend in with the trousers, drawers, and pants of English, the British began calling these two-piece sets pajamas. Evidence of their popularity can be found in a publication from 1954 called The Handbook of British India, touting itself as A guide to the stranger, the traveler, the resident, and all who may have business appertaining to India. This ambitious tome included sage advice. On warm afternoons, the author counseled Europeans to don pajamas, which he also called the loose Turkish trouser. Westerners were then supposed to sip iced soda water, lie down on the couch, novel or newspaper in hand, and, in all human probability, go to sleep. After picking up this afternoon habit in India, it is no surprise that that many British upper-crust men eventually returned to England unwilling to give up their comfortable new lounging fashions. So it was that the daywear of the Ottoman Empire became the future sleepwear of the West— the popularity of the noble European nightshirt would soon begin to slip. The new British pajama enthusiasts wore them as a mark of sophistication. Those who boldly sported pajamas were making it clear that they had traveled widely and experienced other cultures. By the late 19th century, men's pajamas had become mainstream in the United Kingdom. In the early 1900s, British pajamas underwent some alterations. Hemlines lifted, creating a shorter top, and a wide array of fabrics appeared. The British gentleman might be found wearing his jammies in flannel cotton or even silk. Nonetheless, the comfort of the pajama remained a largely male privilege until World War One intervened. You might wonder what would a war have to do with sleepwear? There is some evidence that the expansion of pajamas to women's fashion was partly due to a surprising source, nighttime London bombing raids. During the first world war, Germany deployed Zeppelin airships to Britain as part of its hostilities. Carrying out raids under the cover of darkness. This resulted in many nights when city dwellers would be forced to flee to the nearest basement or tube station, huddling in the cold with all of their neighbors. These nighttime alarms happened very suddenly forcing people to run for cover without a chance to get dressed in their street clothes. The women of London began to adapt, resorting to cloaks and other coverings they could quickly throw over their sleepwear, which alone would have been considered unseemly. In 1915, the Guardian newspaper declared pajamas to be zeppelin clothes, citing their growing popularity among women who didn't want to be chilly and exposed in their nightdresses. Gently poking fun at the fashion possibilities of this new sleepwear, the article said, Zeppelin pajamas can be made of honest flannel. Very much more often, they're made of crepe de chine or, failing that, of Japanese silk. Even as the Zeppelins were bombing London, the film actress Billie Burke pushed pajamas further into the spotlight. Nowadays, most people would recognize Ms. Burke from her much later 1939 role as Glinda the Good Witch in The Wizard of Oz. However, she was already making waves in other films decades earlier. Notably, she set off a pajama craze by wearing them in two of her 1916 films. Women loved her on-screen fashion revolution. Embracing this glamorous new look for sleepwear, women began throwing pajama parties for their friends. Finally, the World War drew to a close. If the nighttime hardships of the air raids had popularized pajamas, then it's fair to say the end of the hostilities allowed them to emerge into the daytime. People started traveling for leisure again, and pajamas went with them appearing at chic European beach towns. This time, however, they were being worn as resort fashion. Around 1918, Coco Chanel began scandalizing society by wearing pajamas on the beach in Deauville, France, About an hour from Paris. Although it had once been marshland, this seaside destination had recently become a playground for the rich. Thanks to a clever developer and some careful engineering, the marshland at Deauville was made usable. Wealthy families began building mansions there, followed by two five-star hotels, which appeared early in the 20th century. With the addition of a racetrack and a casino, Deauville's star rose quickly. This prestigious resort was where Chanel's very first clothing shop was located, and it quickly resumed its status as a coveted getaway once the war ended. As a designer, Chanel had already been blazing a trail by generally democratizing women's fashion. Always pursuing that which was natural and comfortable. She boldly envisioned a world where women were freed from clothing that limited them. Her customary daywear in this northern French town was wide trousers and men's jersey tops. It was not at all surprising that she would embrace the flowing nature of pajamas and elevate them to high fashion bringing comfortable bedroom style into the open seemed perfectly in character as with many of chanel's innovations both the languid mood and the androgynous cut of pajamas turned heads at Europe's poshest vacation spots. Delighting in this fashion revolution, other trendy ladies followed suit. Some arguing that pajamas provided protection from sunburn. High society may have disapproved, but the momentum behind pajamas continued to grow. In 1921, guests at Deauville began gathering for what they called pajama suppers. By 1922, the term beach pajamas had been coined. By the 1920s, Deauville was quite a magnet for fashionable visitors, and photographers began capturing these outfits on film. Parisian beach styles were shared around the world, influencing fashion everywhere. Whether or not sun protection was the true motivation, it wasn't long before the French Riviera resort of Jean Lipin on Côte d'Azur was being called Pajama Land. From France to the rest of the world, a new trend had taken off. Once the nightwear of the sophisticated man, pajamas had now become the statement of the liberated and glamorous woman. Up until this point, Americans had shown a surprising resistance to replacing their nightshirts and nightgowns with this new style. A paper in Kansas called the Lawrence Journal World can be quoted as saying that pajamas were viewed by hardy American folk with the same suspicion that they showed the first bathtubs. Nonetheless, the Spokesman Review newspaper in Spokane, Washington said in 1927 that American men had finally come around putting 90% of their sleepwear purchases into pajamas. Indeed, a pair of turquoise pajamas worn by President Warren G. Harding in the early 20s was destined to end up in the future collection of the prestigious Smithsonian Institution. The article continues that even in the late 20s, there were a couple of regions in the United States. The author called the nightshirt belt Here conservative midwestern and new england denizens still viewed pajamas with skepticism These men of the so-called nightshirt guard clung a bit longer to their old customs but it did not stop the pajama revolution From continuing elsewhere, perhaps fulfilling the worst fears of the pajama detractors, this new-fangled fashion was firmly ensconced as home loungewear by the end of the 1920s. It seemed that nothing could stop the spread of pajamas from the women of Europe to their American counterparts. In 1924, Vogue magazine declared that pajamas had become matters of vivid importance and further suggested that pajama is not an amusing novelty. It has become an essential part of the smart woman's wardrobe. By the next year, beach pajamas were being advertised within its glamorous pages. In the photo, a model stands under a fancy parasol wearing an embroidered silk two-piece set ready to stroll the waterfront. Meanwhile, the Decatur Herald in Georgia published a photo of a woman from New York smoking a cigarette and wearing pajamas on the sands of a Miami beach. The title of the photo was Pajamas, the latest. A few short years later, in 1927, the elegant Venice Lido Resort declared itself to be the beach of sunshine and pajamas. At the same time, across the Atlantic, Harper's Bazaar published an article called The Pajama Arrives. The magazine stated that an entirely new type of costume had recently joined the wardrobe of the smart woman. Of course, controversy burned on. A more conservative take on the latest waterfront trends could be seen in an article the next year from the Pittsburgh Press. It declared, freedom of the seas permits alluring modes, suggesting that beach pajamas were, quote, sanctioned by a liberal Paris for the very modern maidens of the sea. The men of the nightshirt belt may have been displeased with the latest shocking apparel, but American women were determined to join their sisters overseas in their enjoyment of comfortable leisure wear. Of course, as they became widely adopted for women's public use, Pajamas continued to change With the fashion Their androgynous appearance was adapted Variations on the original loungewear Included bringing in bright patterns Adding lace trim And creating nipped waists During the 1920s wide Turkish palazzo-style trousers became increasingly common, although there were also more fitted trousers with laces or buttons at the ankle. Throughout this period, silks and satins were popular. Beach pajamas tended to be either Two or three pieces, depending on whether or not they also included a robe or a jacket. Asian influenced patterns were popular as they were a nod to the Edwardian origins of Western pajama styles. In 1928, An article in the Sunday Morning Star newspaper in Delaware showed that resistance to women's pajamas was waning. The writer said, The fashion of pajama type of costume for beachwear came upon us with amazing speed. Until now, it is taken quite for granted. And for negligee purposes and at home wear, the pajama costume is unquestioned. As fate would have it, more daring styles were still in store. That same year, the first tanning oil was introduced. Thanks to the beach resort culture glamorized by Chanel and others, it soon became fashionable to sunbathe and enjoy life outdoors more freely. Tanning became more popular, driven by sun kissed photos of the rich and famous. Spending time basking in the sunshine, whether it be on the beach, in a yacht, or playing tennis, had become a mark of privilege. Thus, it was now desirable. As a result, beach pajamas evolved. Instead of providing complete coverage, they now featured clever cutouts or were entirely backless. In keeping with this trend toward active life, jumpsuits and bell bottoms emerged, allowing more freedom of movement. Silk, satin, and rayon were commonly used. Because they were becoming more affordable at the end of the nineteen twenties. As fitness and sun tans became the ideal pursuits of leisure time, movement-friendly beach pajamas morphed into the first sportswear. In just one decade, Pajamas had become widely accepted as both sleepwear and daytime leisure wear, despite their detractors. Beach pajamas maintained their popularity well into the 1930s. In England, a pair of female friends created a stir. On the Brighton seafront in 1932, by strolling the boardwalk in brightly colored pajamas while smoking pipes. The Costume Institute of the Metropolitan Museum of Art has preserved a pair of beach pajamas from 1935 that shows the same penchant for color and fun. It's a one-piece jumper with cropped legs and a deep v-neck. A geometric pattern is splashed across it in shades of tangerine and teal. Wherever women wanted to assert their right, to express themselves, it seemed this daring beachwear would follow. As the 1930s dawned, the stars of the silver screen further glamorized pajamas in their many styles. Fashionable, sensuous versions traveled back from the resort the bedroom. Film star Ginger Rogers modeled pajamas on screen and off. At the demure end in a still shot from a film she is seen in a neatly tailored pair with a collar. Another outfit from late in the decade reveals her more dramatic side the photo shows her in a glamorous indoor ice blue satin look complete with covered buttons and a black satin overskirt Catherine Hepburn favored an equally luxurious version of pajamas in a photo from the same era or gold silk topped with a velvet-trimmed robe. Naturally, there were still pockets of resistance to all of these options. Although it was not in tune with the general public sentiment, a convention of health officials made the news in 1931 by getting in an angry debate about pajamas versus nightshirts at a Washington, D.C. convention. A headline in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette breathlessly reported, Pajama Nightshirt Feud Flares at Health Meeting. Nonetheless, the people had spoken. They would have their trouser fashions for day and for night. In fact, pajamas began to specialize in a way. Featured on the covers of magazines such as Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, and Life Magazine. They took on new functions. One could find pajamas to wear in the kitchen, while gardening, or while sailing a yacht. Having a special pair for any important daily occasion seemed quite chic. Back at the seaside, The era of beach pajamas continued throughout the decade, but the onset of World War II diminished their influence. One reason might be the advancements in textiles, which improved elasticity in women's bathing suits. Prior to that time, many swimsuits were knitted, which caused them to sag and lose shape once they were wet. Covering up such a bathing suit made perfect sense. Once the garments became better fitting, it seems likely that more women felt comfortable shedding the outer layer. Another reason for the decline of beach pajamas may simply be that there was less frivolous attention paid to leisure trips at the shore. As with World War I, the focus was on the crisis at hand, not society and fashion on the sands. Pajamas didn't go away, of course. Throughout the 1940s, they still appeared on celebrities and in movies. Claudette Colbert made them look great in a 1942 film. The continuing demand for comfortable sleepwear eventually resulted in another step forward. Women began to wear them as silk shirts and shorts, often bearing Asian influences. A style known as baby doll pajamas was also introduced. These tended to feature frilly short bottoms and a sleeveless smocked shirt. With the dawn of the 1950s, men finally started to have a little bit more fun with their own pajamas. Finally, expanding beyond the stripes that had held sway for decades, retailers began offering matched pajama sets in plaid, paisley, and multi-tone color combinations. This may also be the first time novelty prints made an appearance on loungewear. This included the atomic themed pictures that are synonymous with the era. Many men chose to add a coordinated robe to their ensemble, Blurring the line between sleepwear and loungewear. In fact, there were actually pajama shirts that were marked as crossover sportswear. With the fashionable patterns and types of collars that were being offered, they really weren't much different than casual shirts. An article in a Kansas newspaper from 1954 estimated that the dollar volume of pajama sales had replaced neckties as a Christmas gift for men. Women and children were wearing pajamas at home too. Adorable kids in their sleepwear the stuff of middle America in the 1950s and a subject for nostalgic art. Although the same article stated that 86% of pajamas were being purchased by women, the author acknowledged that it was impossible to know how many of those sales were for the ladies themselves, and how many were for men in their lives. Whatever the case, pajama sales in the United States continued to grow, doubling what had been spent by consumers just five years before. Another notable evolution in kids' sleepwear from the 1950s was the introduction of the iconic footy pajama. These one-piece blanket sleepers evolved from the old-fashioned union suit, which was formerly thermal underwear. The addition of the non-skid closed feet at the bottom resulted in the first mass-produced footy pajama, which was marketed under the name Dr. Denton's Blanket Sleepers. With that said, trousered sleepwear for the entire family was fairly chaste in appearance at the time, and its use centered around the home. This was in keeping with many other American values of the era. Not surprisingly, however, the turbulent 1960s turned that modesty on its ear. Even as some of the traditional styles of the 50s continued, some racier versions of women's pajamas began to appear. The smocked and frilly baby doll pajamas women had been wearing for years could now also be found in more provocative fabrics that brought lingerie to mind. Advertisements from the period Still show many prim and proper cotton sets. However, gauzy chiffon and silk baby doll fashions adorned with lace and bows were also increasingly popular. These were sometimes called sleep sets, and they were a perfect companion to the swinging cocktail culture seen elsewhere during the era. Adding another exotic option, a wide-leg Turkish-style palazzo pant became popular by the end of the decade. As one ad from 1967 proclaims, A woman was able to choose either sweet or saucy from the range of pajamas available at the time. She could express herself just through her selection of loungewear. At the same time, pajamas hit the high fashion runways. Much as they had once stormed the beach with Coco Chanel, in 1968, the designer Halston showed a line that ranged from minimalistic fabrics and cuts to tie-dye, elevating the form to sophistication once again. It seemed the men of the nightshirt guard had permanently lost their battle for American values. The year 1975 saw a particularly scientific change in pajamas that were worn by children. In order to improve fire safety, the United States Consumer Product Commission instituted the rule that all children sleepwear Had to be flame retardant and close fitting. With time, the requirements have been adapted, but decades of children can now remember growing up wearing this close fitting sleepwear. And it was often emblazoned with their favorite cartoon characters. In 2021, Business Insider declared we are living in the golden age of pajamas and with the rise of home offices that seems almost undeniably true. With more people staying and working at home society updated its sleep wardrobe. Nowadays Pajama shoppers can find just about any style that expresses their interests or personality. Pajamas and pop culture have merged. Now, what a person wears to bed is part of their personality and style. It's even possible to find ideal pajamas for beloved pets. In fact, according to Business Insider, pajamas made up a $10 billion industry worldwide in 2019, but are on track to grow to $18 billion by the year 2027. And people are not just buying a larger number of pajama sets, they're also spending more on each pair. According to the research group NPD, styles that cost $50 or more have been growing at three times the rate of the rest of the pajama market. To invest in special loungewear is to invest in one's wardrobe. Looking back, it's hard to imagine what the British handbook to India would make of modern sleepwear. No longer just for afternoon naps, the humble pajama has taken the world by storm. In one wave or another, pajama trends have been a barometer for the pastimes, values, and historical needs of society. Perhaps for women, most of all, the insistence on wearing pajamas was part of a movement to be natural and to freely express themselves. As we work our way toward the middle of the 21st century, there's no doubt that pajamas are at the forefront. As a society, we want to be comfortable in everything we do day and night. While the world tucks into bed for the night, And you snuggle into your own favorite sleepwear. Rest easy. In the end, whatever nightwear you love most, that's the stuff that dreams are made of. Good night.